Hello and welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class Movie Review Edition. I'm your host, Joseph. I'm Tyler. And I'm Peter. And on this episode, the Wheel of Destiny landed on my pick, In the Mood for Love. That was my favorite line. To the song, uh, they're singing right now. Oh, I'm in the mood for love. For love, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, that was a trailer for "In the Mood for Love." Oh, okay. Um, it is a uh, Chinese a uh, film, foreign film, foreign to us anyway. In here yeah. in the U.S., foreign to us, U.S. United States. Um, Correct. And is directed by uh, Wong Kar Wai or Kar Wai Wong, um, and uh, released in two thousand. Um, it is a about two characters, two neighbors forming a strong uh, bond after they both suspect their significant others, each each significant others, are um, not being faithful to them. And so they yeah, infidelity. develop a relationship out of that um, in sorts and then um, sort of make an agreement to keep it. Uh, to not end up like them, as they say in the movie, to keep it platonic, um, right? To to I guess be faithful to mm. their unfaithful each other. I guess faithful to the <laughs> faithful to the agreement, and then faithful to their unfaithful <sighs> partners. Yeah. Um, and this movie was uh, released in two thousand. Although you could have fooled me that this movie yeah. was made in nineteen sixty two. Um, sure. And um, yeah, directed by Carl Y. Wong. And who's done Chunking Express, which is really the only other thing that I know of that he's directed. I mean, he's directed a bunch of stuff. Um, and this movie is sitting at an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. And is considered, as far as I know, considered to be a classic um, of sorts mm-hmm. yeah. in the movie. A, a movie to add to your film lover's uh, catalog of movies if you claim to be a film lover. Sort of like a sh- required viewing. Yeah, a yeah. prerequisite yeah. of sorts to add to your uh, library of watched movies um, if you consider yourself a film buff. And you can definitely see, I can definitely see some influences into some other movies um, that I also enjoy quite a bit um, from this movie. Mm. And uh, you can hear that, the sounds of the city, if you can hear that <laughs> um, in the background. Um <laughs> And this stars uh, Tony Chi Wai Lung, Maggie Chung, Maggie Chung, Maggie Chung, uh, Maggie Chung, uh, Tung Cho Joe Chung, and um, a bunch of other people. Mm. Other people that you sure. may not be familiar with, or you might be familiar with. I don't know. I'm not familiar with them. Um, All I gotta say is Maggie Chung, gorgeous. 
She yes. is captivating, that smile. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we all watched it. I assume it's all of our first time watches yeah. for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All righty. And like I said last week, don't ask me why I wanted to watch it. It's just, like I said, I feel like I need to watch it. You want that check mark next to your name that like, your film buff approved? Yes. I feel like I have to watch it. I have, feel like I have to say that I've watched it. Um, but have you seen Jaws? Oh, Jaws. Yeah. Um, okay, not a film. I've book. seen Jaw, the first one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not the sequel, Jaws. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's get into some initial thoughts. Tyler, what were your initial thoughts upon um, finishing in the mood for love? Yeah, so uh, after I finished watching the movie, um, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, I felt like it was lacking something that I wanted from the film just based on the title of the film in the mood for love. I did not, I was, did not feel the mood of love afterwards. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. however, uh, contemplating on it, thinking about it throughout the whole day, uh, I like it a bit more than I did after watching it. Um, so, but my initial initial reaction after watching, I was like, this is it. This is what everyone was preaching about. Like the, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, spine number 147 on the criterion level or criterion level, uh, criterion spine. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it, it's good. <laughs> okay. It's good. It's not great. It's not bad. It's good. You hear that NPR? This is what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback to our Gabbit Chatter episode. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, is that it, Tom? Huh? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Pete. Hmm. It's a hard one to grade. Um, there is a lot of things that are uh, undeniably uh, masterful about this movie. It feels like if if you were to make something like this today, it feels like a um, <clears throat> the visual look of something like a, a Roger Deakins, maybe, maybe mixed with like a Paul Thomas Anderson led production with a lot less obviously snappy dialogue. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the characters are well realized, and I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure. Did they? Do we ever really see her husband? We don't see or his wife. No. Okay, no. There's, well, we see we see the wife, but we don't see the husband. I don't think we. I don't, I don't think we ever see. I don't his think wife. we see his wife either. Yeah, in the beginning of the movie. Mm, I don't recall. I don't, I don't think so. Oh. Like the whole time, I, I think that's kind of like one of the gimmicks of it, <clears throat> because there's a scene that pays that off, where she's doing the dry run with him about like essentially going to tell her, ask her the husband rehearsal? point Blake. Yeah, she's doing the rehearsal to right, like, right, confront yeah. her husband. And you see the back of his head and you're like, cause they, you do see the back of their head at some point, I think maybe, or maybe you don't. And that's the first time. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I digress. The movie was all style, so much style, so mm-hmm. much. The costume design is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The vibe is gorgeous. Them walking through the city is fantastic. There's some things that I weren't sure if that were like editing tricks or like an, um, <clears throat> different way to tell a story where they do the same segment twice before one of them comes on to the other one. Yeah. And I'm like, did that really happen? Or is that just like an alternative universe sort of thing that they just pull on the audience? Um, there's a lot to love about it. Um, and I feel like, you know, in a, like a movie landscape where 
there are world ending events and people, it's a matters of life and death and, you know, <clears throat> all these fantastical things that you see, you know, mobster movies and gangster movies and all these th- things that you probably are never going to encounter in your life. This yeah. may be more a more realistic uh, speed for most people's life. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. you, we all know the feeling of, um, you know, love that may you, you have your, um, you know, your doubts about perhaps where you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they love me back. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm just lying to myself. And that whole interaction of <clears throat> them both realizing that they have their suspicions, but they're almost like too ashamed to say so to themselves and to the rest of the world. I thought that was yeah. a really humanizing sort of storyline. And when it finally got into it and it's like, you know, pull the bayonet off and they both like, well, what are you trying to say here? And they both get into the crux of the movie. <clears throat> That's when I really was engaged. It was fun to watch at the beginning and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what era is this? Wow. She really likes those high neck dresses. And, um, there's yeah, a lot those of dresses it, were dynamite. Yeah. The, yeah. Seriously. All of it was great. But when it really gets into that, that's when I was uh, very engaged. And their relationship is not usual. But I don't think that that's usual where you have a friend, a close friend that you can confide in that's going through the exact same thing that you are. And it is this type of shame that you carry with you. So um, I have my own personal experiences with that, which I'll talk about later. But um, I really like this. It wasn't as um, explosive you know, as a story as I, I was expecting, I really didn't know. I thought it was a love story between them two. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. it was almost just like Tyler getting edged to death. You know, it's like, just fuck already. <laughs> Can you get it over with, please? It'll never happen. It'll never happen. So, you know, that was disappointing. Um, but uh, the movie itself, yeah, it's a it's a really good watch. Cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, well, as I was watching the movie, I was, you know, it's a very slow paced movie. Movies like, just over an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um, it definitely yeah. feels a little bit longer just because of the pace of the movie. Um, and the, I think the repetitive nature of the so- same song was a little sure. draining. I, the song is great. Yeah. Um, but it was like they had the budget for one song and then that one <laughs> Spanish song that they played. Yeah. Um, Kiza, Kiza, Kiza. Kiza, Kiza. Um, kind of sound like Louis Armstrong. A it was Nat ne- King Cole. Oh, it was Nat King Cole. Yeah, I looked it up because I was like, this is a cake song. They have perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Oh, okay. It's a, the same song. Oh, okay. different, slightly different oh, lyrics. Okay. Um, and kind of similar to Tyler, I felt like maybe I was a little underwhelmed. Um, but then after sitting with it a little bit. And then even after today, when I was looking up the trailer to edit for this movie, um, for the podcast, I, I, there was somebody made like a, not a super cut, but just like a mashup between, um, this movie and the one basically segment of everything everywhere all at once. Mm -hmm. And it was like, when I was watching the movie, I could not, I couldn't not think of that scene. Yeah. It's hard not to. Right. It's a very different story, obviously. That's just a small part and everything everywhere, but it's a very pinnacle part of that movie. Um, and the way that this person you on YouTube edited this video together was they paired lines from everything everywhere to scenes from this movie. Yeah. And it was just like it like it made me like see the influence, obviously, and like see the influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, it, it, the movie in the mood for love felt more powerful to me than after like 
my initial watch. Um, and I think I like it a lot more because of that. And after thinking about it and the thinking of like the life, you know, they could have had, you know, in a different timeline. Um, and it is that there is that one scene in this, in, in the mood that is almost the same conversation instead of talking about doing laundry together and taxes, it's something else. It's like, I'd love to write a Kung Fu cereal with you and eat noodles. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's, it's sad and it's like, you know, they're right there. They're with, they're in each other's grasps and, but obviously they have others in their life and societal influence and they've already agreed to not do that, to not be like them. Um, and, it is very um, kind of heartbreaking in a way. And like Pete said, this movie is all like very vibey. Um, it's, it's shot really well. And the, like, there's some like pinnacle shots in this movie, like them sitting sort of back to back against the wall. Yeah. Um, the, the dolly shot of him in that hallway with the red curtains. Yes. Um, yes. The smoke, um, him at his desk. And um, so like from that perspective, it's, it's like incredible. And, um, the movie itself does not like land a big impact on you like right there and then. Mm-hmm. But I think it is a movie that leaves an impression on you that is yeah. longer lasting than just like the immediate like gratification. Um, and it's more yeah. a, a contemplative of a movie. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I think I really like it. And, um, it's just uh, I see why it's a movie that is considered, I guess, iconic in this world, like Asian cinema mm-hmm. um, and Asian beauty standards or whatever, um, and the the dresses and the production design and the technical stuff about this movie is great, but also like the naturalistic acting given to us by these by these actors, um, like they're not re- they're not like super reactionary, they're not. It's all, it's a very subtle movie. Yes. Yes. It's kind, it's kind of funny because the subtitles have ex- exclamation points on a lot of lines of dialogue that yeah. are get delivered. So even toned. Yes. It's like, wow, that's great. And in, in the subtitle and she goes, oh, she, she. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. Uh, there's, there's no like, <laughs> I guess that's in high energy. There's no moments in this movie other than like maybe what the scenes where she's like crying after doing like these rehearsals. Yeah. That was great. You know, because it's her like like oh my god this is actually this is a this is my actual reality this right is, you know um there's no like ex- there's no like very dramatic scenes of like an argument or a confrontation or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah it's just like both of them accepting what has happened to them and it, neither of their partners knows it at least at the time yeah um, it's uh and um yeah it's a it's a movie that i enjoy a lot i enjoyed it quite a bit yeah, yeah nice. after after contemplating on it, after watching it, um, it's uh, I definitely have a bigger appreciation for this film. Uh, it's very melancholic, and it shows a side of humanity that a lot of films don't um, portray. And I think that the benefit of this film is them not having a physical uh, relationship. Like it's more so of like an emotional, um, it's like emotional cheating essentially rather than having like a mistress. But the question is, is emotional cheating 
bad if you know you're being physically cheated on? Well, I mean, you, you know, know that's interesting that you guys bring this up because Deanna had this question for me yesterday after the movie ended. Okay. I don't know. It's kind of related. Um, it's like, what oh my is, God, are you an emotional relationship what is, with someone? What is worse between like someone who's physically cheating on you, like someone who's just like, who is having sex or yeah. someone who has like oh, basically geez. fallen in love with somebody else? Like what, um, like what I, I know my answer, but I'm curious what you guys think. You go first. Okay. I, I think that <clears throat> most people would say for, for women, it's an emotional cheating is more impactful. So if your man is cheating on you emotionally, it's worse. And most people would say for men, it's the opposite. I don't feel that way. I feel like the emotional cheating is a, is a, it's basically that's, that's a deal breaker. I mean, the physical cheating is too, but I think there might be circumstantial situations where you could find yourself making a stupid mistake or like being completely blackout drunk and doing something dumb. It's like, it's not, it's not excusable, but Mm, our yeah. hours of passion versus weeks and months of mental engagement with a person. Yeah. It, there, there's two separate levels. Um, because you've emotionally essentially disconnected from one person and you're, you're connecting with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you don't have a split headphone coax, you know, it's just one, yeah. one input. You can only do one or the yeah. other. And you're not Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that because I think what this movie portrays. Uh, oh, what's your answer? Well, for the, you personally, for me personally, it's complicated because I feel like you can. If you someone cannot be truly monogamous, like some people are not truly monogamous. And I'm talking about emotionally, not physically. And I think that's what this movie kind of portrays is that you can love and care for someone and also fall in love with someone else. And like, it'd be like this duality. Uh, uh, So you're saying like, I love someone, but I'm in love with somebody else. You can be in love with two people like at once, you know, like, but I'm sure, I'm sure you can. um, But is that as something that the relationship can bear as a commitment? Well, I mean, if you are committed to a monogamous relationship, no, it yeah. cannot. So, like, I think emotionally cheating is definitely more detriment to, like, the stability of a relationship because of the... Because how could you ever... How would that other person who you're cheating on be able to believe that even you... Even if you didn't that, even do phys- anything physical with anyone, if yes. you just were... If it's your... If you're being emotionally unfaithful with somebody else and no physical aspect to it... Right. If you're... Is worse yeah. than just physical. Yeah. So I think... Um, I think emotional cheating is definitely more detrimental to a monogamous relationship. However, in regards to this movie, I think deals with like the complexity of human emotion and that like falling in love can happen like instantly. Like well, it, it, I think it's, I think it's even another layer deeper than that because if this is set in what, 62? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great year, by the way, for cars. 1962 <laughs> Mercedes taxis. Yeah. There's Mercedes in the sixties was cool. I mean, they were cool enough. Okay. But big body Chev- American cars in the sixties. Ooh, baby. That's, yeah. That's a good, that's a good year. And then <clears throat> you don't get a whole lot of that. A lot of Mercedes, but 
I digress again. Um, <laughs> in the 60s and the 50s and prior and all this stuff, every 20, 30 years or so, take it back in history, you have societal ex- expectations for what a marriage is. Right. And you also right. have that within different cultures. So there may be very, very quote unquote traditional marriage roles and major- yeah. marriage expectations in certain countries in now 2023. Right. Where in, and there still is that in America too, but there is, there is like 50 years ago, I guarantee no one off the street, if you stop somebody and ask them what a thruple is, they couldn't answer you. <laughs> now, maybe that's a little bit more mainstream. Not that people are jumping into thruple marriages or anything yeah. like that willy nilly, but a little bit more nuanced. <laughs> yeah, though, like too. I've been with um, the love of my life, the queen to my king, Brianna, for <laughs> six years, nigh on six years now, and we're not married. You know, maybe that'll happen one day. You know, if one of us wants it and the other one doesn't as much, then it it won't happen. It has to be both a commitment for the same thing, right? If sure. if I'm under the expectation that she is emotionally faithful to me, as well as the implied physically faithful, because that's just n- natural. Yeah. But she is out there emotionally cheating and has this romantic relationship, and I'm not meeting her needs mentally, on a romantic level or a on a heart level. You know, a a love level. Yeah. If she has to hide it from me, it's cheating. Yeah. At the end of the day, no matter what it is, you know, if sure. if your girlfriend were to find a text message with you giving a winky face emoji to somebody and she, <laughs> and she and you hide that from her, that's cheating. It's obviously not as bad as, you know, telling somebody that you love them and you can't live without them and fuck my girlfriend. She's she doesn't understand me. You really get me. You know, that's right, right. that's real emotional cheating and emotional emotional two face, you know. So but if you're hiding it, no matter what, it's cheating. I just don't think in this scenario, us here, three of us sitting in this room, comparing what's worse, romantic or physical cheating, in the context of the story, makes sense because they're both of these people who are being physically taken advantage of and probably emotionally cheated on as well. They're essentially like whipping posts. They're like these, uh, you know, beaten down dogs that just don't even want to speak out against what they know is happening to them. They're kind of just like leaning on each other for comfort. Once once they find each other, that's what it turns into. And it, yes, it naturally evolves into that. But if you already know that you're getting the short end of the stick from this person and society tells you you can't leave and you form this new emotional relationship, it can never go anywhere because of society standards. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't feel like they're villainized in that. To me, who the the two leads in the movie? Yeah, uh, oh, no. because if we're talking about emotional cheating is the greatest sin you can have in a relationship, that's what they're doing to their spouses, to their cheating, stinking spouses. Right? Yeah. Do they deserve it? You know what I mean? But I think uh, to well, they don't start doing it until after. So I'm saying, yeah, yeah. The, they've the, earned the right to do that almost. You know? Yeah. But the societal uh, aspect that you were uh, bringing up, I think that is a bigger point in the story for sure in this in this 60s era you don't you don't get divorced yeah and one of my favorite lines in the movie um is when i think they were in a cab and he said i tried calling you because i wanted to hear your voice but i hung up because i didn't think you would like that and then she was like don't call me again yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Like, just like she the emotional, like a treat. <laughs> the emotional anguish that these two people inflict on each other is just intense. Um, 
at first after I watched the movie, like it didn't really like land on me until like thinking about it, like thinking about like the, the, the reality of the, their relationship, Mm -hmm. like, because Mm -hmm. they are, um, they swore to be platonic. Um, they don't have, like, I think the only physical touching they do is like, they, like he holds her hand like once and they hug and they, well, yeah, yeah, but he's like, he's like, you know, comforting her while she's, uh, they're doing like the rehearsal of um, confrontation basically. Yeah. yeah, It's yes. The confrontation of her husband telling her that Tyler, you said that you wanted, you, you said you, that the best part of the movie was that they never have that physical relationship. Yes. If you found out tomorrow that there was a director's cut where they get together at the end, would you watch it? Well, I mean, yeah. how do you feel about that? I mean, I, I would, but or like I a think, happy ending almost, almost like, yeah, I think they, I, like the, it's okay. I know shot, there, shot for I shot, know. shot for shot remake of sleepless in Seattle. He's running down the street towards her and they, they meet at the top of a skyscraper, <laughs> Tokyo, Nakatagi, Nakasaki Plaza in LA <sighs> at midnight. <laughs> I think, um, I, I know there is a director's cut. Like, I think they cut like, 30 something minutes out of the movie. Really? Um, yeah. I, was, yeah, I was joking. I didn't know that. They did actually cut oh, quite yeah. a bit out. Uh, just to meet the theatrical yeah. release. I think it numbers. was like, yeah, because it's so it's like an hour and 38 minutes. So, uh, yeah, they cut uh, quite a bit out. But if they did have a quote unquote happy ending, like with physical relations, like they got together, basically, I think that would take a lot away from the movie's point. Because I think the point of the movie is that one, the period in time of which they met has a huge factor into the relationship. I think uh, the restraint that they have, even though obviously they are very much in love. You know, we never uh, we never asked Joseph, what do you think is the worst? Oh, uh, mine is the emotional. How about Indiana? Same. Oh. So we okay. agree. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so we're watching a movie about two villains. I mean, <laughs> I'm not I, saying that they're I know. guilty of anything. Um, I mean, they, it, it, they does, th- it does feel wrong to like cast, cast shade on them, even though they are doing exactly that. Yeah. I mean, they're they, just friends. They, sure. <laughs> I mean, they have, she they, means nothing to me. She's just my friend. Okay. Yeah. You guys are drinking. You're cheating on it. <laughs> you guys are making, you're drinking tea out of jade teacups, which that was cool. Yeah. yeah Do you that think was, it was real cool. jade? Uh, no. No, no, no. Plastic, no, no, green no. plastic. It was just green plastic. Yeah. It was the 60s. Plastics was a big thing. Uh, you know what? You're right. I was thinking, I was like, man, back then, man, this going all out of the diner. With yeah. The jade yeah. teacups and the jade plates. They're eating with a fork and knife. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to be like, why are they eating with chopsticks? But I like, like <laughs> that was kind of racist. <laughs> Maybe you could have kept that thought to yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, yeah, it, like, it, it was weird when they came out and they're like, I liked, I liked that bit where they ask what the other spouse was eat and ordered that for the person. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I didn't actually expect this much uh, mind fuckery in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like, neither did I. Because like yeah. they were doing this whole role playing thing yeah. for a, a, a lot of the movie, and yeah. like I didn't know when they were in it versus when they were out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little confused. Like I think it was like the in the last half of the movie with the um, confrontation uh, when she was like crying. 
I thought she was actually talking to her husband. At oh yeah, that they they fooled me. When he, yeah. They did for me too. When you see the back of his head, and then it turns around, I'm like, wait, he's t- he's got a twin. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> on that on the topic of that meal too. What were they eating? Uh, I think it was it like, was a meat of fuck? some sort. <laughs> yeah, it was a meat of some sort. Yeah, it, it was it some like sort of meat. Potatoes. Nothing that I could recognize. And she was like, your wife likes her dishes I think it was spicy. Ke- I think it was ketchup steak. Well, but, he, he um, was definitely having ketchup steak. Ketchup. <laughs> and then she was eating a hot, hot mustard, mustard steak. Yeah, mustard. Yeah, it, it was like a, it, 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 looked like it was a pork a, chop. It was, yeah, with Dijon. <laughs> um, no, that was hot. That was hot mustard. Kind of looked like hot. they were in a, like, Outback. <laughs> <laughs> kind of did. <laughs> kind of did. Is this the origin story of Outback Steakhouse? Oh, I think it might be. How I cool think... is that? <laughs> I had no idea we were getting into real heavy hitting shit here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, just like this movie is a sleeper. It's a sleeper because uh, I was... I, I like didn't fell asleep. <laughs> Underrated <laughs> gem. No one's I did ever not. I, I was awake at five o'clock in the morning watching this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, and what's your, what's your uh, fan pick movie for this month? Cabrera, I think it's Cabaret. 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 Yeah. Streaming. Yeah. Too. Which I which I know. Uh, yes, I think it is. But anyways, um, I think this this movie is a sleeper because it doesn't wow you like initially but like once you like ponder the idea of their relationship you kind of start thinking like this is like this is actual real life stuff Mm -hmm. that's that's my biggest takeaway from it is that i this is a scenario that any given person that walk down the street and tap on the shoulder might experience not having to like your next door neighbor going through the same thing at the same time but yeah having an unfaithful partner you know that's that's a possibility in the real world you know diffusing a bomb on the the international space station probably not going to happen to most of us so you know yeah, the, when the, would we ever find ourselves in that situation i know very, i don't yeah. know the moon is a government cover-up not again <laughs> so it always happens to me um but it's you know who uh, probably has never seen this movie or heard of it is that guy that was doing the reviews on uh, an npr earlier probably never even heard of this movie probably not <laughs> Or he probably has, and he's just like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. In the mood for what? For subtitles? No, thank you. Yeah. 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 I don't know how to watch what movies. A dis- what a disgrace. What I don't a know disgrace. how to watch movies. I'm going to review Madagascar 3. <laughs> Escape from New York. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Um, yeah, I just think that the, the the humanity presented in this film is just bar none. I think... Uh, if I, I can't even compare it to another movie other than probably Marriage Story. I think Marriage Story would be the most comparable to In the Mood of Love. Although in the mood for uh in the mood of no, in the or, mood for in the mood for love for. uh is way more subdued and subtle, while marriage story is kind of like much in your face. But yeah. it kind of deals with the same sort of uh, reality that we all live in, and I like, don't think I don't think the characters should be villainized. Um, I think, I think, I think uh, they're just imperfect people, sure, just like their partners. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would say this is a non-comedic version of when Harry met Sally. Because Ooh, they're not together that's for, a good one. For, for most of it. Yeah. And way more moody. Way more moody. Way less funny. 
Yeah. Um, way better dresses. Yeah. Way less rice cookers. Rice cookers. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just got a rice cooker. They got one rice cooker in the. How about that thermos that she had? I want to get one of those. The thermos of noodles? Yeah. I want to get one of those. I was wondering up until the the noodles were revealed. I was like, what does she have in there? (laughs) (laughs) Biggest plot twist of any top 10 plot twist. Oh, it's noodles. It's noodles the whole time. You know what? Every time I think about a thermos, I always think of um, coffee. I don't really think of like food. Yeah. And I know soup goes good in a thermos, but uh, I just never think of like noodles. Um. I wish it was a uh, noodles were just a thing. You could just go down to the corner, whatever uh-huh. quick, quick food, fast food place and grab some noodles. I Need mean, more that noodle would be bars great. In that, America. I, I agree. I completely agree. You know what else I like about this movie? They slurp with no disregard. Oh, no, yeah. no regard yeah. for the person next to them. I love it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a loud slurper when I eat noodles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oddly enough, I don't mind slurping. Like I don't like it in my headphones. Uh, <laughs> But I don't mind it like with my, oh God, stop it. Stop. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, the, the aesthetic of this movie was just spot on. And the main actresses uh, dresses, uh, I, I can't remember what they're called, but they're, they're like short sleeved turtlenecks. Mm-hmm. And um, with a stiff neck, it's like a stiff yeah. ne- back of the neck. Which it's by the way, look. it's yeah, it's a great look. And she uh, had forty six dresses for wow. this for this film. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I uh, I really appreciate the attention to detail to like the time period, uh, uh, costume design and the ma- and also the makeup and hair uh, as well. That's uh, was also time period specific. With the, um, I, I, I can't remember what the hairstyle is called, but it's kind of like quaffed in a way where. Uh, the, the men's or the women's? The women's. Oh, I, I don't know. It's just it's just like a shortcut. Yeah. His his hair might be considered like a pompadour, but it's really more of a, just a comb over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting fact about this. Uh, the name of the, the name of the uh, outfit, the dress you're talking about is called a Chong Sem. Oh, okay, yeah. I knew it started with a C. But the uh, the move the story was actually uh, based off a Japanese short story, and the original story is basically all about two strangers that walk past each other in a stairwell, live in the same house together or like building together, mm-hmm. and they pass each other constantly. And um, but instead of them falling in love together, they end up committing suicide. Both of them. Wow. So a little darker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, if they committed suicide in the end, I think that would have been had a stronger impact. Uh, it would have an impact. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, that, of sorts. I, yeah, I should have reframed that. It would have had an impact. However, I think the movie it would make uh, no sense. I know <laughs> <laughs> they both kill each other. Actually, you know what? It might be a fitting end. They can't have each other because they made the pact. So instead of just giving in, they just kill each other. They should have uh, just killed. Their Murder, s- suicided. They should have mm. the whole movie. They should have been plotting to kill each other's uh, spouses. That's uh, the yeah. plot of Stranger on, Strangers on a Train. And Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and also, uh, this is, uh, it took 15 months to shoot the movie. Jesus Christ. And then they they, they edited it only a week before the debut, debut at Con. <laughs> Up can, until, you, yeah. can you imagine that's crazy i mean peter jackson I, was editing the hobbit the first hobbit movie up until like the day before release 
What is that right? Something like that. Like really close to that's like crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I um I heard the uh, director. I can't I, I can't recall his name, but I he Carl was Wong-Wai. and he was working with uh, Christopher Carl-Wai Doyle. Wong Karwai. Wong Karwai. He was working with uh, Christopher Doyle, and uh, who's that? He's the uh, I think he's the DP or cinematographer. Uh, I can't remember for um, this movie. Yeah, for this movie. Uh, I think that's the name. Your mic, uh, your mic is buzzing, Tyler. There you go. I think that's the name, um, but I can't. He was. What do you mean he was working with him? Uh, well, he was. Yeah, he was the cinematographer. Um, but what do you mean he was working with them? They had to work together. They made the movie. According to this, there's three cinematographers. Oh, is that right? One of them is Christopher Doyle, and one of them is Ping Binley, and the other one is Pun Lung Kwan. Oh, okay. Uh, I well, don't know why there's three uh, of them. Lung that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of them, uh, they had to go be with their family. Did one of them because get they shot were, by They don't uh, want to be Alec gone Baldwin. for 15 months. <laughs> Christopher Doyle, who also did Hero Ooh, and Paranoid Park. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Way, um, way callback. And his show. other, uh, and uh, Wong Kar Wai's other movie, tw- uh, 2046. Paranoid Park, that is an incredible film. Yeah, you, you I, know, it's, I really like it's weird. One. If you look up um, uh, Wong Kar Wai on IMDb, he's got he's got like a lot of um, a lot of credits, but a lot of them are, are shorts. So um, he goes back as far as 1988 as Tears Go By, Days of Being Wild, 1990, and then the big one, Chungking Express, 1994. Yeah. After that, a few movies, Ashes of Time, Fallen Angels, Happy Together, Never heard of any of those until In the Mood for Love in the year 2000. Then a bunch of shorts, short, shorts, 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 2046 in the year 2004. A bunch of more shorts. Uh, and then The Hand and the one, only other one that I recognize of this whole thing is called The Grandmaster. Yeah. And I've heard that's pretty damn good. And it looks appears to be a... Uh, martial arts. Yeah, like a straight up martial arts. And it says it's inspired mm. by the true story of Bruce Lee's master. Isn't oh. that who I've heard is Ip Man. Ip Man. Yeah, Ip Man. Yeah. But there's a whole series of movies. I know. <laughs> but they are not directed by Wong Kar Wai, dude. <laughs> They're directed by whoever they could hire that month. You know, um, for as much subtlety this uh, oh. film... Sorry to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. Tony Chu Wang, Chu Wai Long, who was the lead in this one, plays Ip Man in The Grandmaster. Oh, oh wow. Wonderful. Oh, that's crazy. And Ziyang Zheng... Uh, Ziyi Zhang, who's great, is uh, the second lead in that one. Oh, okay. Continue. Um, so for as much subtlety and uh, slow paceness of this movie pre- that is presented, um, I couldn't take my eyes away from the screen. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this movie, like, when you watch it, you desire more. Um, and not in a bad way. Like you're you're like waiting for like this huge uh, romantic release, so Uh to speak. Like you're waiting for them to embrace Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, make love on each other or kiss or what have you. (laughs) Uh, But it never happens. Part part of the part of the beauty of having that like non physical. I really felt that. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the beauty of having like this non physical relationship with the two is that every small touch 
feels that much more important too. Exactly. You know, a hand on your hand is like a big deal. Yeah. Where it, if they hooked up on the first night, you know. You can feel the rush of emotion with I every. I this with my pants off. Oh, God, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I feel ashamed. <laughs> Don't you air that laundry out. <laughs> Whether I watch our, the movies we review with pants or Pants on or pants off. That, that, that has no, that no one needs to know. Um, but yeah, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, the uh, every physical like touch they had, like you could feel like that rush of emotion mm. because it they were so subdued and like holding back uh, their true feelings, and it's kind of a tragedy really mm -hmm. uh because uh they're they're clearly in love but they are pressured by the the societal rule in uh china perhaps they were um this didn't get you in the mood at all <laughs> <laughs> i i felt like i felt a little weepy in the romantic after watching it but it was slow i will say it's a slow it's a slow, slow movie paced. And it, it yeah. takes its time. It, if I would have, he would have guessed, like asked me after I finished the movie, how long it was, I probably would have told you like two hours, 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's yeah. right around 90. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's a great movie. Um, I don't think the this absolute is, worst movie I have ever seen. Wow, you're giving us mixed um, I, I, feed, I, like feedback here. I, I can't tell. Do you like I, it or do you not like it? I think it is a great movie. However, I don't think it's for everyone. I think a lot of people might not get the same message that we all three of us got from it. Uh -huh. um, but I can say for sure that I understand why this is like a on like the must watch uh, movie lists mm -hmm. or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it is like if you're a competent human being like you can take something out of this. Yeah. Like it definitely shows a level of humanity that a lot of films don't really portray. Well, there's a lot of things too in like people talk about how modern cinema is in some ways better than it ever has been because the people that are making movies have such a catalog of the greats to go back and reference. Right. Sure. Sure. And we like, we have access to watch any movie we want. Very rarely do you get a movie that is literally not available anywhere. Yeah. Right. So in 1950s, who do they have to reference? A handful of people. Yeah, there were some greats working back then, but can you buy a DVD or a VHS of it or whatever and just watch it on repeat right. or study the scenes over and over and over again? It's like, yeah. no, you get to watch it once in a theater, hope that it sticks and maybe see it again, you know, on a, on a rewatching or whatever. Yeah. So this is like peak influence for modern filmmakers like you can i can see where a modern filmmaker would watch look at this and be like oh my gosh that that's the style feels so rich yeah. i don't think we would have the phantom thread without this you know mm -hmm. and, and it's like paul thomas anderson has his own style but there's a lot of shots in this that has it feels like the overarching song playing as it's two people are just looking at each other from across the mm -hmm. room is like that's very pta but it's very you know, one car why and like the focal point on the um, the uh, wedding bands too, 
Mm. Did you notice that? A lot of shots with their hands. Yeah. yeah. With the wedding rings. Yeah. I thought that I thought that was uh, really well done. I could have done um, without the uh, the text on screen at the end and the the different like chapters. The, the what was being said on screen didn't really yeah. have a whole lot of bearing on what I was watching. It yeah. could be like uh, text from the short story. Could be. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Could yeah, be. I, don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I don't know. Don't don't. I don't know. Don't ask Jake, me. Just, <laughs> I'm, putting, I'm putting in the trivia right now. <laughs> the text on screen was the original Japanese short story. Uh, I think it's Fuck Chinese. I think <laughs> what? I think it's Chinese. It the, is Chinese. The, the short story was Japanese, though. Oh, oh. The text okay. on screen okay. was Chinese. I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but that just shows how much I know about. Uh, well, it's not how much you know. You just mm-hmm. you don't pay attention to me and Ty- Joseph when we're talking. Oh, yeah, I just said right. it five minutes ago. That's right. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I've accepted that, and that's okay. I I, I, I love you, anyways, Tyler. <laughs> Although I am emotionally cheating on you with Brianna. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so, are we just not going to talk about the sex thing again? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's never going to happen. Yeah, they're never going to talk about it either. Now, yeah. um, the end of the movie. Which is like, like they don't get together. He whispers his secret into the hole, covers it with mud. Um, yeah, that was kind of creepy. And um, yeah, yeah, it looks like he went to Singapore, right? Oh uh, no, no, it was Cam- Cambodia. Cambodia. 19- yeah, because they they jump they jump <laughs> yeah. a year and then they jump like three years. He went yeah. to a couple different places, but I think yeah. that, I think that it was like scene Singapore and Cambodia. Was like punging uh, that hole in the wall is, yeah. is uh, Cambodia, I think. Yeah, because he explains earlier that like what people used to do when they <laughs> held secrets or whatever. They, right. they go yeah. to a tree and then whisper yeah. into the tree or carve a hole in a tree and then put mud in it so it stays there forever. A poor tree. Um, it's like the in a ghost the story. secrets that tree knows. It's like in a go- oh, and that's weird because it's like it's like a ghost story where they write the little letter and put it in the in the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The threshold of the Like in the, the door. scath holding or something. Um. And also, like Phantom Thread, where he sews messages into the seams of the dresses that he sews. Oh, yes. He's like, I have a little bit of mother on me all the time, and my breast, against my breast. Yeah. He sews it into his lapel of her, like, hair. Ugh. Yeah. It's like, that's it, weird. I didn't even think about that. There is a, more influence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then the end of the movie is like, um, I mean, that's the end of the movie, just shots of, like, this temple area. Yeah. But, like, before that, it's like, he goes back home not home he goes back to that apartment he doesn't live in anymore um and talks to the older ladies that were renting the room mm-hmm. to them oh she goes back he goes back and then she goes back i assume at a different time each at different times like they're not there yeah. coincidentally at the same time yeah uh-huh. um and she has a child yes and which i don't know if that makes sense with how old he is yeah, yeah, he's like, how, like at least how old he looks. He's like versus four, how much time has passed. He's like four or six years old, and only like a couple of years has had had passed. Maybe they adopted him. <laughs> now, do you guys think? <laughs> do you guys? I mean, did they? No, oh, we don't get any answers. We no. don't. Get, all, all this is inference. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys think that they stayed together with each other's respective spouses? Uh, do you think that there was ever a confrontation? And then let me go further. Do you think that they, her, and her husband, who we never see, they have a, that child together? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that we didn't see something? That's the director's cut. Off screen. 
one one wet night in the alleyway, <laughs> like with, where they where they broke the uh, promise, they broke the agreement. Yeah, that's what the thir- the thirty minutes cut out was just one long sex scene. <laughs> Started in the alley, um, ended in the apartment. So, like, well, to answer your question, Joseph, uh, no, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they made love and had a love child. Um, I think that. Uh, what the movie presented is what it was, is that they had a very uh, subdued and uh, frustrated sort of relationship that they would have liked to pursued, but mm-hmm. they, they could not because of their the societal pressures of where they were living at. Right. Um, as far as the child, yeah, I believe uh, she had a baby with her um, stinking cheating husband. With, yeah, with her, yeah, with her husband. Okay. Um, do you like to think that? Yes, I do because I think it makes the story more tragic and romantic at the same time. I think I think it was her husband's child, and I'm not happy about that. I mean, yeah. I want I want the Harry and Harry met Sally ending. Uh, yeah. I want them to, to let's do the Scooby Doo ending. Yeah, but I I, I yeah. actually they I, do they do a revision of <clears throat> scenes a couple times. Why couldn't they do that? I mean, it's, and they pull the rug out from under us, and she's unhappy at home with that fucking child. It's just like a it's it's a unique human experience that we that was filmed and we are witnessing, and I really appreciate that. That that there was not a happy ending, so to speak. It was just. I'm not saying there should be a happy ending. I'm just. No, I'm not saying. No, I I wasn't. Happened. I wasn't. I wasn't going to say you are assuming that should there should be a happy ending. Um, but I do think, yeah, uh, I, it it was the way it ended. It just. uh, But we don't know the way it ended because we don't really know whose child that is. We just have. We just can think whatever we want. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, I don't, I, if. It came out to if if it came out and like the director and writer said like oh yeah that was his child um, uh, Ch- uh, Chan I think his Mister Chan mm-hmm. I think it was his name was Chow oh Chow Chow that's right that's right that's right uh, she was she Chan. was Chan she was Mrs Chan he and was Mister Chow Mister Chan comes home one day and sees them together and goes that's my wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, I think, I think it would take away from the overarching point of the story if they did have relations. I don't think it would. I think it would add more. I would, I would, I want them to get together. I want to see it. I I don't know if I want them. But that's the point. You want them to get together, but they don't. I don't think I, I mean, of course I want, I want the, what's best for them, but like, I want what I, what I want is... I want what I want. My th- and what I think makes for like a more impactful ending is the thought because the ending is very just like we don't know. We sure. don't know what happened. We don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, it's ambiguous. Right. So my theory, and it's just a theory, obviously, mm-hmm. um, is that that is their child. Ugh. Like they're, you know, that they, you know, made, they, we didn't see it. They made love. They broke their promise off screen. That's something we can just infer. They had sex. Nine times. <laughs> Nine em- times. He emptied himself. Nine times. And that's their child. And they did not get together. Oh. Like relationship wise. That's his per piece of him. That's their separation. And mm. it could be it could be one or two, one or two things or even both. 
they don't know that that's their child. She's like she couldn't like she could potentially know that that's their child together. Yeah. I think she would know. Or and the husband like her husband thinks that his, it's his child. Yeah, that's what I think. If in that scenario. Or it could be like and it could be like the guy the Mr. Chow, Chow. doesn't yeah. doesn't know that he has a child. Mm-hmm. Or uh, or I'm on board d- with that. Doesn't know that that's his child because yeah. he they tell her they tell him that he, she has a kid now. Basically, yeah. So yes. he assumes yeah. it's uh, her husband's, and she uh, and she knows it's Mr. Chow's, yeah, but doesn't tell him about it. Yeah, and so they both it, stay with their miserable spouses. They, they both. It's like I mean, it's like the uh, a La La Land ending, like yeah, and it's uh, you know they had something, but that is not their life anymore, and what they had for each other was important, but it's, it's, it's the, not. It's the sad ending. Exactly. You're, you're not, not really fine, but you just, just get into it's it. It's sad. <laughs> you just go. You can't always have the happy ending. You know, it's. I. It's I a, love. I'll, I'll, say, I'll saying saying that though that I do want them to get together in the movie. I like the ending of La La Land a lot because of that. Yeah. I just maybe just I just wanted to see it one time. I just wanted it to be a perv and just get get it out. You but know, we do. I, want, I mean, now we're talking about a different movie, but we do get that in that movie. I know a version of it. That's what I'm saying. In La La Land, at least they were there for some time. And in uh, in in the mood for love, they, ne- they never get to they never get to the getting on, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, I I, I think I, that's I, I think that makes it more sad. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, I, I I can see your point. I and, can see I can see your point in that. Um, and then after Mr. Chan comes home and catches them together, Mr. Chow then compliments him. And may I say, your wife's a babe. <laughs> Just very nice, you know. You got hey, that man. rice cooker for me? Yeah. Oh, thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I see your point, Joseph. Uh, I think that would be a uh, that. But that's obviously be, that just would, speculation. Of course, it's speculation. And actually, the ambiguity of that idea is interesting um, because you can't like you can infer that. You know, maybe they, you know, he did empty himself into her and uh, (laughs) gave her a child. So, you know, here you go. Here's a child. (laughs) Yeah. I'm giving this to you. This is for you. Yeah. So I I definitely don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think I don't want this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are you trying to give me my child back? (laughs) I don't want that thing. How dare you? Uh, Uh, that's really all I have to say about this movie. Like, cool. The, uh, yeah, the ambiguity. And that's why we love the movies. <laughs> the ambiguity. We could just, we got, we all get different, uh, perspectives. Like no. Aunt Linda says. Yeah, that's right. We can all watch the same movie and get different perspectives and we're all right. Wow. That's, movie magic. That's, that's it works in many correct. ways. Okay. Uh, NPR can take a page from our show. Yeah, that's right. Listen up, NPR, wherever you are. <laughs> Sponsor us. Contract us. We'll have a segment on your show. I won't have it. We want royalties and uh, 50%. We're, actually, 70% of we're, the We're uh, big income. banana or nothing else. That's it. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So that's it. Anything else for wrapping it up? Okay. Uh, let's throw some grades on this uh, puppy here. Uh, Tyler. Uh, yeah, it's solid A. Um, this uh, this is a very thought provoking movie. Uh, has a very compelling and a a realistic humanity sort of uh, dialogue 
and uh, that's presented. And I just, uh, I won't forget this movie. Like, it's interesting because after I watched this movie, I was like, this is, this was, that was boring. But then like, you know, like on the car ride here and like, you know, just kind of like thinking about it a little bit more. Um, Over the past four hours. Right. <laughs> it just, it just, it, but it stuck with me though. Mm-hmm. And I, um, yeah, it's a sleeper film. Um, you so, think so? You really think that? Oh, I have that, that drop. That's a good one. <laughs> so a solid day from me. All right. Cool. Pete? Uh, I'm going to go with A-. minus. Um, I know that may be controversial to people that say it's the best of all time, but um, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, maybe room to grow, you know, with that, uh, as uh, our friends on uh, Cinematics like to say. It's, uh, it's an A- minus with room to grow. Sure. I I, uh, I think maybe rewatching it again, knowing how it ends, might improve on it. Mm. But the vibe's hard to beat. So, I mean, it's an expertly crafted movie, no matter which way you look at it. It's like, the, right. the, the, and the story does kind of connect with me. I didn't, I was not a huge fan of the fizzle of an ending though. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, A minus, yeah. A minus great movie worth the watch. Um, cool. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a solid A for Asian cinema. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think it, this is a better movie after watching it. Like after the, after it's over, it's a better movie than when I think when you're watching it progress. Cause you kind of wonder like, this is not the typical movie. I guess I'm used to watching because mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm watching people just carry about kind of like, like live life, yeah. um, move into an apartment next door. Sure. And then, um, kind of hang out for a bit. And then, <laughs> and it's then, funny how he just like goes up to the apartment. He's like, is the next door neighbor renting a room? And that's like, how yeah. it was done back in the day. And it's like, yeah, I think so. Did and you then fill he out just an application goes, online. <laughs> <laughs> we, let's, we're going to check your credit first. I know. Um, we're just going to call your parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great movie. It's wonderful. And the influence that this movie has had on another one of my all time favorite movies, um, is fantastic and a bunch of other movies that are also really good is it powerful it's a powerful movie in terms of the influence that it has had on american cinema and oh, just for sure cinema worldwide That's right um so i admire it for that and just the style of it is incredible like the clothes the dapper dan sort of look that he has going on yeah. is uh fantastic so a's all around one with a minus that's okay um let's get in to the wheel one wheel eight slots three hosts this is the wheel of destiny okay so in the mood for love is off the wheel it's been a while since we raced a movie off the wheel last three in a row were like fan picks that's right that is true it was uh what was what was the one before? It was a woman walk ahead. That was mine, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, the hole yes. dead again. The hole, yes. And what was the one before that? Ooh, mm-hmm. coherence. Oh yeah, coherence. That's it. Coherence, coherence, dead again, and the hole. Joel's hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, before while Joseph's uh, deciding off of his massive wheel pit selection movie list, yeah, I got a mess. I got a message from Joel. Oh, after okay. the, after the episode, 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where are we here? He's like, I'm never listening to the show again. <laughs> You're dead to me. Please. You're, de- you're dead again to me. <laughs> so <clears throat> Joel said, uh, damn fine episode, fellas. Glad you got a kick out of the hole. When I watched it before calling in, my one thought was, man, this movie is way more rapey than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, also, I love the Patreon episode from The Last of Us. The show is amazing so far, but I've never played the game. Looking forward to more uh, MCFC discussions on the, on the show. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, Joel, for the for the. That was a fun episode talking about uh, dicks and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to catch us on uh, Patreon, uh, we'll be reviewing the second episode of The Last of Us. Yeah, it should be fun. That's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yes. Okay, so... Um, What's your replacement? In the Move for Love is off the wheel. Now I must replace it, and I've just thought about this just now. <laughs> just now. Oh, wow. Um, That's impressive. And... Um, I couldn't do that. And luckily, I have a watch list on Letterboxd of movies oh God. that I have not seen. Um, How long is your list? How many movies are on there? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it tells me. It, it'll tell you the very top. Does it? Not mine. Uh, maybe on the bottom. No, it doesn't tell me on the bottom. Let's see. Yours has a bottom. I, <laughs> my, I have 620 on my list. Oh, I have a lot less than that. I'm never going to I mean, I haven't, uh, I haven't updated it in a while. Okay. Probably when I first got the app is when I had it all. Super Fuzz is at the top right now from 1980. Um, okay, so sticking with the theme of Asian cinema okay. is a movie that I know nothing about, but it is pretty good, apparently. Okay. Um, it is called Shoplifters. I've never heard of that. A Sounds fam- familiar. A family of small-time crooks taking a child they find outside in the cold is the one-line plot. Uh, given uh, to us on IMDb. Okay. There's a bunch of other synopsis that are very long that I will not read. Um, I know nothing about this movie okay. other than the family of uh, small-time crooks. And it is Japanese. What year? Uh, 2018. Oh, it's recent. Okay. Oh, yes, okay. 2018. How'd you hear about this? Um, you, remember? you remember? No, I don't That's right. remember. Um, <laughs> I just remember hearing that it was good. <laughs> okay. And, oh no, is it streaming? I guess it doesn't really matter if it's streaming now. Yeah, we'll figure that later. Okay, cool. So let's recap. It's on the wheel. We have Shoplifters from Joseph. We have Dr. Sleep from Tyler. Yes. Gerald's Game from Pete. Boogie Nights from Tyler. Kubo and the Two Strings from Pete. Uh, fan pick from listener Steven, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Before uh, Sunset from Joseph. And a fan pick from Javier, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Awesome. Yeah, so we're going to give this a spin, and it's going to be, be what we watch next week. Okay. What are we going to do? Two hand in this thing here. That's what she said. Oh, jeez. I can confidently say I've never heard, heard that in my life. <laughs> it's Shoplifters. Oh, back to back. On and off the wheel. Yeah, immediately. Wow. Back to back, baby. Okay, back. So now I can tell you where it's streaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back to back, just how we record it's the show. It's streaming on <laughs> Prime. Oh, cool. Nice, nice. Voodoo, Pluto, Plex. All, All right. those. Cool. We're going to go into, should we just call this our uh, Asian cinema extravaganza? Yeah. Okay. I suppose so, yeah. So it, I mean, it is going to be the Lunar New Year. So. Oh, I just bought some lunar, uh, some uh, Chinese New Year uh, stamps at the post office today. Yeah. So, so exciting, exciting life I live. Shoplifters, <laughs> 2018. After one of their shoplifting sessions, Osamu and his son come across a little girl in the freezing cold, at first reluctant to shelter the girl, 
Osamu's wife agrees to take care of her after learning of the hardships she faces. Although the family is poor, barely making enough money to survive through petty crime, they seem to live happily together until an unforeseen incident reveals hidden secrets testing the bonds that unite them. Hmm. Sounds like a cross between Parasite and uh, Kajillionaire. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to say? Uh, no, I think that's it. Okay. So thank you so much to our Patreon members and thank you to our, our high tier Patreon members, which is listener Ryan, Heather, Stephen, and Javier. Thank you so much, guys. If you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash middle class film class. And we got all kinds of good bonus content on there. So until next time as we review what's it called shoplifters shoplifters and then we gab and we chatter and we have make mirth follow us on facebook facebook.com slash mcfc podcast and send us an email mcfc podcast at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at podcast mcfc and on tiktok at middle class film class yeah and please follow us on instagram at middle class film class leave us a voicemail why don't you at 209-730-6010 Thank you to everyone who's listening. Recommend it to your friends if this sounds like something they'd like. We'll see you next time. See you. See you. Is this the origin story of Outback Steakhouse?